it's time for Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. This week we have comedian Blake Burkhart returns. Saw him last, or heard him last, on episode 211 a couple of years back. Uh, man, so much has changed. We, I think we had an intervention with him back then about his dating all these comedians. But anyway, I started this episode a little differently. We were having an intense conversation about comedy and Friday night shows because we had uh, just done a show together. And uh, I just figured I'd just push record and uh, let you guys in on it before we uh, do a normal intro, because that's how comedians talk sometimes, talking about comedy anyway. But uh, that's, tell me what you think of it, by the way, pfarvargmail.com. I always like to hear feedback. I'm going to start re- uh, reading all the reviews we're getting. I keep saying I will, but I am. I'm, I'm collecting them. So a lot of them right now are from former guests, which I really appreciate them doing that. Um, I'm going to be in um depending on when you hear this i'll be at uh, looney bin in oklahoma city this weekend september 26th through october 1st the big show i'm pushing uh is zanies in rosemont on sunday october 16th so i hope to see you there get your tickets please that's a really big show for me i'm really excited for that one also headlining arlington draft ice draft house the week before october 9th that's columbus day sunday of that um, so come to that Coral Gables and Saga Talk, uh, headlining there October 8th. And then, um, still working on the rest of my October. I got a lot of things up in the air that are really cool. Hopefully one of them pans out. I'll be closing out the month of October in Arkansas at the Looney Bin. It's October 26th through 29th. Check out my sponsors as always. And if you want to get a shirt that says better call Paul with all proceeds going to Parkinson's foundation, pfarvargmail.com or p. Uh, Paul F. Comedy on my website. Check that out as well, where you can get details on all the shows and how to get tickets for my upcoming shows. Big show December 11th coming up too uh, that I will be announcing shortly as well. That's it. Hope you're all well and thank you for listening. Disastrous, or it could be like everyone's just surprisingly happy for a Sunday night. I don't know. I just started... uh, Recording this just because we started talking about the disasters of Friday late night shows, and I figured we should probably start this podcast talking about that instead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, late show Fridays are. Everyone always calls that the the, the killer of comedy, where it where people. Uh, Steve Martin wrote about it in his book. He did a late show Friday, and he quit comedy after that because it changes. Really? Was, yeah. Born like, standing up. Born standing. We talked about f- it. I that's I mean I, that's a lot of people's favorite comedy book, but it really is mine too. That's a great book, but I don't remember that part. Yeah, Late Show Friday, Singles Only Podcast. We started talking here, and I figured do something different since you've been the show a couple times already. <laughs> oh no, what comedian Blake different? Burkhardt on Singles Only. Hey Blake, how are you? Hi, I'm great, Paul. Thanks for thanks for having me we, back. We turn guest. My fo- is it my fourth? No, you know you th- you keep saying that on on is stage. Is it just my third? I think it's just your third. Really? Episode 211 was your last one in July of 2020, which was basically an inter- intervention. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on dating. Oh, shit. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was probably in a way worse place then. <laughs> was I happy? I, don't, I think we were happy. Yeah, we were, that was everyone like was, it was post pot- quarantine, kind of. It was on quarantine when we thought things were going to end. The oh, first yeah, because we were wearing like. Mass and shit. Yeah, you had screens up. I had a screen on this thing. <laughs> no, we don't care. We got. We both have COVID now. Well, we're way past it. Yeah. We were talking about the Late Show Friday to let some people insiders know. Which Blake, you're a comedian expert, and I'm shocked that you've never heard this. But I've talked about it on the podcast. The I've, Late Show Friday is known as the worst show of the week. I think I've typically. heard it or I, Sundays when you do a, a, a club. See, the, I I have heard that for sure. I don't remember from the Steve Martin book, but I believe you. But I. I don't. I block all that out because I've had like the best shows of my life are on like a Tuesday in like right. Indiana. So to me, I like it being. I don't like going in with preconceived notions. I guess so. Like if it's a late night Friday or it's like a show that's supposed to be doomed, like I just like I don't. I try to take like the Taoist approach where it's just like what it's does Taoist gonna, mean? Why it's, like, like it is what words? it is. It's a philosophy that is basically like. And I uh, anyone listening that actually knows what they're talking about will make fun of me. <laughs> But it's more or less just like Spell it's it. not things yeah. aren't good or bad. They just are. You know what I mean? So it's a very peaceful I, mindset. I listen. I I was in denial for years on the road mm. of saying, oh, it can't be that bad because we're in Chicago. We're spoiled where we get to go up at comedy. We have 
comedy clubs that have comedy shows every single night. Mm-hmm. Other people don't have that. Right. A lot of lot of cities, even big cities, don't have that. Well, the big clubs. cities that do, they and obviously we're good seasoned comedians. But even good comedians in like New York, even if you're great, you don't have the stage time you get in Chicago, Absolutely which is not. why I don't ever want to leave here. Well, know? the the thing is, uh, for me, approaching the when I'm on the road, uh, especially if I'm opening for someone, if I'm if I'm opening uh, uh, the Late Show Friday, you, it's a different animal. You go in with low ex. It's almost like a Taoist approach. It just is. <laughs> See how I fucking use it properly. But you go in and you're like, this is gonna. It's gonna be hard. But just go. You can't go in there like a typical show. You have to be prepared uh, for anything. Mm-hmm. And you get the most hecklers you'll get a, a Friday show. Again, we were talking before this podcast started about um, Friday Late Show at Laugh Factory, which is a showcase club. Uh, everyone's doing 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. Uh, you don't experience it as much, but uh, but it is harder. It's definitely a harder show. Yeah. I think as a comic, you learn that you need to be like a Swiss Army knife almost, where it's like any given night, things can be completely different. And the best comics have like... People talk about like the second gear. Like if, if yeah. everything falls apart, you have the second gear, but really great comics, and you, I consider you one of these, you have a third oh, gear. Where it's like things are crazy and now things are crazy in a different way. And it's just like, I'm going to watch Paul pivot and he'll probably make this like halfway decent. So, that's funny you say that. Where because, other comics would crumble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's years of it. You can't, there's no shortcut. Right, exactly. And that you develop these tools and it, that's why every show is different. You have no idea what to expect. Sometimes you, you really want to work on new material or the joke you really say about, but you got to throw that out the fucking yeah. window and just go with what the crowd wants and go with what they match their energy and. Turn it on Figure its ass, it yeah, and make it and send it back at them, and then everyone's on your side, and then you can make a great show out of that. That's funny you say that because uh, I recently did a show. Uh, you were there, uh, and our good friend Mario De Rosa uh, was on the show. This is uh, comedians you should know. Sure. Wednesday, uh, and uh, as before, I'm getting on stage. He goes, "This is one of those nights where you're going to have to. You're a club comic and do what you, you got. You know what you got to do, right?" Yeah. I go, well, "I don't notice anything." And then, then as soon as he told me that, I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah," because I had a, I had a preconceived set that I was going to do that night because mm-hmm. I'm working on something uh, to submit, and uh, I know I'd, I'd just done community show by the way is one of the greatest shows in the country uh, every wednesday you. blake is a producer on there uh and i was closing it out with 20 and i was like okay i'm gonna do this thing and as soon as i got up i'm like oh fuck i'm glad marty told me that because i was like all right i gotta i had to change everything yeah it's and it was fun i still i thought i did okay like, even but. like the best rooms and thank you for, for complimenting our show but yeah i think community show is like one of the longest running independent show in the country. Sure. And consist you can't get a consistently perfect crowd, but like I feel like we're almost the closest thing where the crowd's gonna be great. If it's not perfect, it's still really good. It's a great representation of America. Because sure. you don't have the Chicago comfort zone that you do when you go to Zany's here or Laugh Factory or Com- well, Comedy Bar is more of a, a tourist spot too i think we get some of their their crowd too because we're right we're right down the street from comedy bar it's a touristy part of chicago like people staying that you know look up they want to see a show tonight they'll just wind up at our show you know uh depending on the night anywhere from you know around half of the crowd is probably there for the first time a lot of them are from another city so you're getting an unpredictable group of people and you as the comic have to just figure it out in the moment, right. which makes comedy fun. Oh, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's such a fun show. As much as I love Laugh Factory, that's one of the more predictable places. That's a fun, that's a show where, you know, I, I'll do a show for a week in a, in a very difficult setting like Las, Ve- Las Vegas. And then you come back to Sh- Chicago Laugh Factory, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fun. It's like magic. Is- <laughs> well, because the people that come are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, they're all... You know, if they're from they're out of town, they're mood. from out of town, but they're, yeah, they came there. Like no one comes from out of town and stays in Lakeview. You know, they stay downtown. It's a destination to see comedy. And, and also I feel like the place just has like this lively, uh, maybe it's the colors in there that just make people happy, but it's, it's, it's hard a beautiful to bomb. club. I feel so lucky to, uh, be a regular there because it is the greatest club and it's the, my home club. 
Yeah, you're the one who, I mean, I, I'm sure I talked about this before on the podcast, but Paul helped me very much when I was a new comic dude with advice on how to get past and stuff like that. And I Did I? For sure. And it, just like, I remember asking you, like, how do you get in? And you were just like, well, you just keep showing up and like working, like do the mic. Oh, for, yeah, that was when there was the open mic. You were mic. the one who told me. I was host of the open mic there for years. Yep, yep, exactly. That's probably where we met. There and, and no, we, I know exactly where you met. I've told this story before. We met at was it your other mic? It, no, it was uh, it was oh, uh, the Jamaican place. Yeah, I, I forgot what it was <laughs> called on Damon, weren't you? And you did a Jack Foxworthy. Oh, yeah, you that were, was oh, that was in my first year of comedy. Yeah, wow. You, so we've known each other almost a decade. That's yeah, wild. you did uh, you did a Jeff Foxworthy. I, th- I think we talked about it on the podcast before, but you did a Jeff Foxworthy imitation. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was, I thought that was your bit. I was like, oh my God, that's pretty funny. And I didn't know that you did comedy. I thought that was like, you're, you were like an improv guy. I do remember that now. Cause I, that was in my, <laughs> that's when I met you. that was probably my first six months of comedy. And it, I remember it was around Halloween when I did it for the first time. And I remember I was with my girlfriend at the time and I was like, I, I want to go to this comedy Halloween open mic. And she's like, all right. <laughs> it was probably annoying that <laughs> with all these things. But I was like, what should I dress as? And she's like, I don't fucking care. And I was like, oh, and I had like a beard at the time. I was like, I'll just shave down to a mustache and wear this dumb like suit coat I have and do a Jeff. And I love Jeff Foxworth. I wasn't like mocking him, but I kind of was just doing a. a it was so fun. I remember yeah. it was like an op- op- open mics are really brutal. Although that one was a good mic. I forgot. Oh, I, that it, was like everyone. And if I, I wish I could look back at the photo of that, like that's probably a decade ago. And I feel like I'm either close friends with or still in touch with maybe yeah. 20 people in the photo of the 40 that were there or something. It's crazy. Well, I, I have all that the signing like sheets from uh, Merkel's two and a half Persians that, that we ran 10 I ran 10 years ago. And it's funny that last night we did a show with Jeff Garland uh, at, at Laugh mm-hmm. Factor, both of us. And I have a picture with him that we took 10 years ago. And then I have another one with him five years ago. And then we took another one today. And of course he doesn't remember like me, a- but. <laughs> carbon time capsule. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I'm like, can you just look at this picture and do it exactly the same? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then he didn't do it the same. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we've we've been at this for a while, and yet here we are, and you're single again on the podcast. <laughs> I've been single since the last time I was on, kind of. So last time you were on, mm-hmm. uh, Patty Vasquez was the voice of reason, and we had like an intervention with you, basically saying you got to stop dating comedians. <laughs> yeah, because you were like. Well, I have good news. I took your advice. Did you, though? I feel like after I saw you with a comedian, I'm like, I just took you aside. I'm like, but that's it. The, the, <laughs> and I swear I'm telling you the truth. There, I am very close friends with female comedians. Right. And people I, assume you're dating them. Or yeah. And some them. of them previously, we have had a thing. I don't know if they would call it dating or I would call it dating. Whatever. You don't need to put a sure. label on it. But there's people that I, you know. Connection. Whatever. You still have a connection with them. Yes. So Platonically. Yes, and I—that's the way that it has been. But I'm not sleeping with or dating female comedians, and it male comedians okay though. Male comedians, yeah, fucking <laughs> every night. <laughs> no, uh, and it's sort of like I know it's a bad idea, but also I've just been—I honestly feel like the pandemic took a turn, and it, obviously everyone listening is in the same boat that I am. Like we all know that like things opened up, but then things really opened up, mm-hmm. and things started to feel like oh, and then it. Do you get the feeling like when you're out, you're just like, oh, I forgot for a minute that there was a global pandemic. <laughs> like I forgot I was locked in a home with I wasn't even able to see these people. Like it's almost back to where you're starting to forget what we all really went yeah. through. And that I love that to just like get that out of my mind. We're getting back in a comfort zone where we are uh, forgetting how good we have it. And mm-hmm. and I and I catch myself every once in a while. I'm like, oh, like I was in a bad mood at a show. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I can go in the showroom right now and laugh my ass off at, at some yeah. of the best comedians. Yep, or have a great like conversation. Yeah. Like it's yeah, we're very lucky. To we're we way. do for comedy. It's like more about the hang afterwards too. We get to all get to hang out. But oh, like sure. for me, I part. never get to do that anymore. And it's fun. I do that more on the road than I do here in Chicago too. But um, but um, I've been committing to like an hour, maybe hour and a half after shows, and then I go home and go to sleep. I've been very responsible lately. I have a new. Uh, day job that I didn't want a day job because I love comedy. I was kind of living, you know, off of comedy money and picking up, you know, freelance work and things like mm-hmm. that. But I found a job that I really love. So that's my eight to five. So I'm proud of myself. I'll do a show, uh, hang out for an hour, and then I'm in bed by 1030. Except last night. 
But that's Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh weekdays, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. The weekends, I go at it. I've been, <laughs> I've been drunk since five p.m. Friday. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, folks. I am going hard this weekend. I'm drinking a fucking. Paul was like, "Do you want a coffee?" And I was like, "I'll take a whiskey on there." <laughs> it's eight a.m. somewhere. It's five a.m. somewhere. Yeah. Well, when you sleep until twelve thirty, you don't deserve a coffee. It's funny. So let me ask you this, because you said, do you, well, you have a day job now, but when you didn't have a day job, how late would you wake, how late would you go out well, or stay up I and wake up? Had, what are your hours? I always worked in the day because I go, even if I'm comfortable with money, I go crazy if I don't do anything throughout the day. I literally, I feel like a, You're a, morning a house cat. No, I'm not even a morning person. Like I like getting up around 10, 11 and okay. then working my ass off till five, six, Taking a break, taking a shower, maybe having a drink, and then going out and do comedy. I like doing comedy every night of my life. I don't want that to change. Right. But, um, yeah. So throughout the last few years, probably the last times I've been on the show, I worked construction. Where you kind of, in my case, I work for a very small company. Me and my father work together. And uh, it's almost make your own hours. Like, you should get up and do the thing in the morning. But if you're good and you work hard and you change the hours and you get the job done the client will never be upset if you yeah like if you have a beautiful apartment here if you had something fucked up you left town for a week you asked me to fix it would you care what time i started no. in the morning of course not Any except I think the neighbors would care like my neighbors have someone working their jobs and they work from like 12 to 8 which i prefer because i'm on, i don't wake up 8 p.m they work till eight, yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of pushing it. I think if you go past dinner time and you're yeah. in a loud craft, it, they're loud. But I don't mind e- because I'm gone, and mm. I don't like when they start at eight a.m. because I'm fucking asleep till eleven, sometimes later mm. a.m. So I don't like when they come in and I have to go in this room. And I think generally, if you're using like a power tool and you're working on someone's house who has neighbors, yeah. I, I think six thirty, you're kind of pushing. You're pushing it. it. You could do it, but I I don't I don't. So I asked you that because I was like wondering if your your hours affect your ability to to go out with women. Now you have a day job, but like, do you? The last few people you've dated clearly are not comedians, which I'm proud of you for fucking <laughs> stepping away. Are they nine to fivers or are they like in creatives? Or well, what? what's interesting is so I I was working construction. I was also a bartender at a few different yeah. bars around Chicago. So that was my livelihood plus comedy and comedy money. Uh, but now I have this 95. So it has changed immediately. And I'm kind of with it because when I was living that lifestyle, bartender, comedian, make my own hours in the day, don't need to necessarily get up at seven in the morning like like the average American person. I was dating uh, artists, musicians, and predominantly other bartenders, mm-hmm. other uh, service industry people. And a lot of them either already my friends or friends of friends. So that was like an easy way to meet people and i love service industry people especially in chicago they're like great super hardworking, cool good people some of them absolutely fucking crazy but good people so that's who i had to go on dates with because they're the only people that match sure. my hours it's all i've only had this job for a couple of months it's already changed where i have gone gone out on dates and had successful beginnings of relationships if you want to come yeah people that have that work eight eight nine to five jobs so you almost, it would be impossible not to live that way. Right. If I wanted to date a bartender now that worked throughout the week, it would be impossible. I would never, ever right. see her. But you work, you you work all day now, and then you do comedy almost every night, if not every night. Mm-hmm. Like, when are you going to date someone? When are you, what are you, when can you even go out? And does that become an issue where they're like, well, when are you, when are we going to go get dinner or whatever? Like, uh, how do you do yeah, it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's absolutely an issue. It's. It's, uh, I think I was thinking about this when you asked me to do the podcast again about what I'd really talk about. I feel like I, I, I would say not ask you, but I feel like I, uh, <laughs> I bullied you into doing no, it this week. <laughs> I was looking forward to it, but it's, it's the sort of thing where it's, I don't think I, I'm way less interesting in my dating life now. I'm still dating and like it, things are interesting. No, we talk about everything here though. We just sure, talk sure. about construction. No, of course. But <laughs> to answer your question, it's like, if I really like someone and I, we've met, we like each other, we, you know, have hung out. And we are not, we're dating, but not in a relationship, I guess, if that's fair. There's no labels. Uh, I have to be like, are you free? <laughs> what nights? I, my move I, that I like to do is on the weekend, especially if we're hanging out, I like doing it in person and being like, hey, uh, not to put you on the spot, but next week we're both busy. Is there a night that you're free? I'll make sure that I'm free also. And I'd oh, love that's to good. take you out. 
and and I'm like old fashioned, so I like like dinner dates and like cocktail drinks. But co- then, what if you get a show? What do you do? You say no to the show for the because you made it depends plans. on the show and okay. depends on the woman. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, and that... I'm being completely honest here. Like, if it, if it's someone I really, really, really like, you're gonna say no to a, a Zany's or a Laugh Factory spot. Yeah, let's and, let's let's test this boundary. You're dating someone you really like. Hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, let's. You're dating someone, and. Uh, and you're, you've you've uh, you've decided that uh, Tuesday night you're going to uh, next week. You make plans. You make reservations. At Quick a, plug: I, I host Laugh Factor every Tuesday night, seven thirty. So <laughs> don't ask me on a date, that lady. <laughs> okay, this is after you you start you did that. So um, you get an offer to uh, to do a feature spot, which is uh, the golden spot in comedy doing 15 to 20 minutes at Zany's in old town for a sold out show opening for, you know, Joe blow. What are you going to do? You're going to tell her, Hey, we need to cancel. Or you're going to be like, ah, I got to say no. No, if it was, if it was really an opportunity, sold out that, show. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would do the show, okay. but I would be polite. I would say, Hey, uh, this came up last minute and it's very, cause I make sure everyone that I date or even become, friends all right, let's, knows. let's play this out. Okay. Okay. You just got the call and you, mm-hmm. and you, you've already confirmed. Now I'm your, I'm, I'm Veronica. Your date. You're, you should be Paula. Like, Paula. I'll be Paula. I'll be like, Hey, <laughs> Hey Blake, what's up? You just called me. Hey, what's up? I'll be like, Hey, I'm are a- you going to text like a pussy? Are you going to make the call to, to, to cancel? I, w- I like to text and say like, Hey, do you have a minute? Can I call you? Okay. So I, I call you right back. You just text me. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Okay. I'll, I'll say, uh, Hey, uh, this is a call. Don't say I'll say. This is your. Let's see okay. how you do it. Okay. I want to see. I'm, I'm, Ready? Go. I can't look at you. <laughs> okay, Role play. Can I look at a picture of a lady? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I go. Uh, I'd say, hey, this just came up. I'm very sorry, and I I know it's last minute, but a really big opportunity came up for me, and I really really want to do this show. I wanted to go out with you, but we could reschedule that for another what? night. <laughs> she would never act. <laughs> Who am I? What's to- this big opportunity? <laughs> I don't get it. See, all right, she would get it. What's this opportunity? I'm featuring for fucking Paul Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of shit hack. He's a host of Singles Only, the best podcast. Uh, how much are you getting for something like that? I don't understand. You know, way less. <laughs> <laughs> but we made plans. Like I already did my hair. I I spent a hundred dollars on this then, thing. Honestly, we're done, Paula. We're done. You'd be in a fucking drama queen like that. We're done. I would never talk to her again. I'm not even kidding you. But I don't go out. I go out with very nice ladies. Like, if, if she even began talking the way you're talking, I'd be like, then fuck you. Really? I'm not going to cut corners here, baby. We're fucking done. Have, like, go out with some piece of dumb piece of shit, I guess. You're not going to respect that I got a great... Like, that is... And also, I, but you know, sometimes okay, I agree with you. But um, th- this is why, and I'm old fashioned too. I like going on dinner dates and stuff. But I hate being in this position you've been in, or that we just role played because I, I can't. No one understands. They can't. It's just so hard to explain. And I hate. I know that they've made a sacrifice sometimes. Like I had a girl who got her hair done, all this bullshit, and I get it. But I, I'm like, I always, now when I make plans, I'm like, hey, I can't guarantee that I'm not going to get a spot because I've asked for dates I'll and then I'll you. always get stuff and I'm never going to cancel a date uh, show spot now. Okay. I know it's all fun and games. My Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul, uh, donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way, uh, paulfcomedy.com, you can get your shirt as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to, or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own, and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime TV. Call someone that really knows what they're doing, someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in Chicago and beyond. My good friend, attorney Scott Shapiro. He is your man. Give him a call. Here's the thing. He also handles entertainment law, whether you're a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. 
give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro, 312-627-1650, scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. I can't imagine. <laughs> I think we're dating very different types of people because I've never. No, they're usually not. But here's the thing: if you do it consistently, like I've gone on, I've I've dated women that they understand it first, but at some point, it's fucked up what we do. It's hard to to yeah. date us. But that's why I'm a. I go on a lot of first dates, and it's never like hard i never am like i hate that person or anything like that but it's pretty quickly within talking to some for a couple hours with whatever they do it, introducing what i do and kind of how my life is they're like if they're like oh they're like hesitant i'm like it was very this was a nice guy. <laughs> like it was nice to meet you but you could tell right away 100 percent. it's almost like i it's almost like i'm a company and i need to hire one person yeah <laughs> and i know in the job interview, <laughs> if they are a good fit for me or if I'm a good fit. For, and sometimes it's just like you're overqualified. <laughs> like to them, I'm just like, you would not, you should be going <laughs> with a guy with more money that will have more. A freedom. lot of women you date are overqualified for you. <laughs> they all are. Listen, if any of you are listening, you are all overqualified. I'm not saying that any of you are like. I just feel like, and I, I, I say this about me too, but the, the, the quality of women that, uh, average looking guys like you or I pull because we're comedians is yeah. insanity. Well, you know what's interesting? I saw, I saw a girl you dated recently. I was like, that's impressive. <laughs> they, well, like, do you. they know you don't have hair? <laughs> <laughs> See, they like, the, the, yeah. The, honestly, I'm doing better bald than I did with hair. I am. <laughs> it's because I had really bad hair. So now I've, but I think bald, there's different kinds of bald guys. There's like the kind of like like squirmy, like like sad bald guy who's just like, no one look yeah. at me, I'm sad. And then there's a bald guy who's just like, fucking, here it is. Like, yeah, I'm you like, lean into it. Yeah, and I think that that... I did a joke about you once, me. and uh, or we, I, I always have the joke about taking Propecia with my, because I have amazing hair. And uh, and sometimes when I joke about you, if you're hosting or something, they get people like turn on me. They're like, wait, are they friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I always have to be like, he's my friend, relax. I have a lot of material about being bald, and I don't like doing the, like, I look like sort of jokes, but the, when you when you have a good one, you do it for the yeah, audience. That, it's it's it's, hack, it's cheap, it's low-hanging fruit. It's not hacky, fruit. dude. It's well, good. it's low-hanging fruit, but it's like, if the crowd likes it, it they like it. And it makes you makes them comfortable with you when you're Trust just like, level. I, yeah. And it's just like, this is what I got going on. <laughs> like, yeah. The Toy Story thing, it, you've established credibility. <laughs> and it's it's like self-deprecating enough where that's, then you can be who you are. And sure. It's, it's a perfect I think joke. the energy it's I have on setup. stage. Thank you. I think the energy I have on stage is almost identical to the energy I have sort of in my just waking life. But really, when I'm talking to a girl I like, I talk like I talk on stage, which is me. But it's just me up, up and not just me at an 11. And I think that if you had to describe that character of what I'm doing to exaggerate myself, it's just like a guy, a bald guy (laughs) with like, no one can understand where this confidence is coming from. Like, he doesn't seem to have a lot of money. (laughs) He's bald. He's bald. He's in his late 30s. Why is he so confident? And then that's I, that's why people like me. It's, it's like we've like, bamboozled them to think that you're. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's just sort of like I. Her act, friends are probably like, "What the fuck?" I act like a six foot five guy <laughs> with the gorgeous hair and big Set muscles and like fucking five hundred k in the bank. <laughs> like that's how I walk around, and none of that is even close to true. And we've had a few drinks in you. You're you're even worse. It's oh yeah. Do you remember? We were at Zany's and uh, you're like, let's arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah. I have the video of you oh just arm wrestling everyone. I, that's, that we night. were with our friend Zacho and me and him. That I, me and, I met, I was working at this great bar named uh, Cody's. Everyone should check out in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that place. Zacho lives down the street. Zacho, Zacho and I. Zacho Ryan. Yeah, Zacho Ryan. Great guy. I'm on a show with him tonight. Great guy, great comedian. Uh, I'm kind of finishing my shift and I posted that I was there just you know, letting people know if anyone drops in. No one comes in. Zacho comes in right as my shift's ending, and I'm like, dude, perfect timing. Let's shoot some pool. 
And then we just start fucking throwing back drinks. He's the most handsome man to ever live. So, of course, women flock yeah. to us. <laughs> and then we wound up at Zany's to see uh, Anthony Bonazzo was doing an album. Oh, right, night. right. Yeah, or a special that night. And, uh, yeah, Zach and I, from the minute I saw him, we were just boozing <laughs> like five hours yeah. straight. And, like an unexpected day drinking adventure. Those are, those are the best. Yeah. And well, that's when I saw you and I was like, let's fuck it up. Oh, that was the same night? <laughs> yeah. No. Was it? And then you, and you, and then you, we went sure. out late that night too. That was the night yeah. I strapped one on for once. And, yeah. uh, and then, uh, I have a videotape of you, uh, arm wrestling Calvin Evans too. Oh my, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he took you down pretty quickly. Dude, he is pure, <laughs> made out of muscle. That's, oh, that's a good comparison. It's my confidence level is Cal, you would think I looked. <laughs> like, like Calvin, Calvin. Evans. Yeah. Confidence you level. You think I'd look and have the talent Both of Calvin. guests of the podcast who who are very attractive men. And uh, yeah, it Calvin is funny. Calvin has been on this? Calvin's been on this multiple Is times. he single yeah. now? Yeah. God, he's so. He, uh, Calvin's, he's actually, so, he's been on the show. I think the most is, he's one of the most guested, guested on Singles Only. See, that makes me, yeah. I he Calvin is so insanely talented and handsome and good at everything. Yeah. We're just like holy. Shit. So it's funny you say that. So he just picked up piano. Calvin Evans picked up comedian from Chicago. Should be a, a household name everywhere and will be soon. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he picked up keyboard or piano during the pandemic and has learned it. And so I play guitar and we're doing a show tonight where. Oh, we no play. Shit. We play at the end of when I'm in town. I'll do Zany's with him, the late night show. Right, that's his show, right? And so, yeah. So we o'clock. we I went to before the first time we did. Oh, that's the night. That was where I was there. The first time we did was that night at Zany's, the late show, and uh, he uh, <laughs> he doesn't know music like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he can play it and it sounds great. So we're I go. Let's rehearse from now on, at least just for 20 minutes, so we don't look like idiots. Although we didn't, we pulled it off. And then we rehearsed last night. I got my guitar out, and uh, we're 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 learning a few songs. But it's so funny because I'm I'm like just fucking play. He's like, wait, so what's this called? Like he doesn't know anything about music. Not that I do. It's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. But he's so good at it, and he just pulls it off. And they're so fun. He's got like this new level of comedy that he can do with his keyboard. Yeah, I was gonna say if you look at like back to quarantine for a minute like the, when everyone kind of had to pause and then a lot of people changed careers and like yeah and a lot first, of comics left yeah and you know good for the better <laughs> I wish <Yeah>. more left. <laughs> we need but another so one to get rid of the other people the came straight out and are were like instantly better comedians and mm-hmm. and some were kind of honestly worse comedians and that's just the way it was calvin no one like progress himself more than he did just by 100% even if you only qualify the piano thing but I think he also sat down and thought about his career thought about his talent level yeah what he, he talked do. about it on the podcast go back and listen he's to always him. been what I will actually absolutely he's always been one of my favorite comedians 100%. anywhere especially in Chicago he's, he's so he's at work with too it's just he just late you know but adding uh, that keyboard element is like so I brought funny. people to the show and they'd like they'll bring up Kevin like months later and be like what's up he's what's so funny guy? yeah it, he was already a fucking king, and then that, it just, it's the most fun, like, ending to a show. So, yeah. if you're listening, definitely go see to that. Come tonight, well, this one, right, but uh, we do it once a month. I go on there with a the guitar, and, and it's fun, because I, I just get to play his, like, I just get to, like, lift him even. I, I love doing that. I love just lifting other people, and he's already, doesn't need me, but it's just, it makes, it's, like, fun to get an assist. Sure. He said, that was good. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, like, the king of layups, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, going back to, to this undeserved cockiness confidence yeah. with women you crush it <laughs> how are you meeting these women though now that you work at a bar i assume you're not doing online dating anymore or do no you? um i th- i think i'm i'm all for online dating if it works for people i don't like it because i there's no there's no better feeling than a genuine in starting yeah connection and a, a lot i'll be honest a lot of I have a lot of female friends and a lot of um, friends of friends, whatever. I run in a very big circle of people that I like and trust and get along with. Uh, I'll get set up on dates and I'll know immediately if it works or not. But what I like to do is, at, at, oh, I'm actually wearing that. Old Town Ale House is <laughs> the best bar on the planet. And it's also a really good place for single people to really? go. Oh, yes. I've met some really amazing people that I have really... Beautiful, you have to be by the time you've gone. I guess the only times I've been there, I've not 
uh, I'm not in, alert enough to. Well, that's the deceiving thing is they are open crazy late, four or five in right, the morning right. on weekends. That's the only times I go there. You, oh, well, see, that's what you're doing wrong. You can go. They the... have the best jukebox ever. I really love jazz music. They, oh, it's... I hate jazz music. So really? Much. I hate their jukebox. Yeah. See, you're a musician. A lot of people I know that are musicians don't like jazz. I fucking hate jazz more than anything. Actually, really? that was a deal breaker it's, with this I thing. love it. Yeah. Well, I love so it. So that you go during regular hours. So I go, I it. mean, I go late. I go. Uh, you do both. Yeah. But I've gone. I go right after Zany shows, right. or if I, 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 my friend, one of my best friends, Adam Madis, works at Zany's. Uh, Hannah, the manager, is uh, great. Like the staff at Zany's is great. I hang out with mm-hmm. them all the time. So I'll go from Zany's with them after shows. Sometimes that's like ten, eleven o'clock. It's like crazy late, and yet the, it's just a cool environment, and it's a good place to just strike up a conversation. Yeah. The music's at the right level. The lighting's at the right level. Everything's. Is my favorite bar on the planet Earth. I absolutely love it. A lot of people love that place. It's great. I, I, I like it. it too. I just don't like their I just don't like their jukebox. It's one of those things that Sure. If you don't like jazz, you won't like it's it. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. It's pretty horrible, much all horrible. jazz and like oldies. Yeah. But uh that is I've had very good success being there and then just organically meeting people. Because it is a sort of place where it's just like we are all in a cool spot. We might all You have to be cool if you've come there. You've already Yeah, you won't meet some loud drunk. Right. moron and if they're loud and drunk they might be cool yeah <laughs> it's just a it's, good kind of loud it's drunk. impossible to describe but if you're listening really go there and, and support that place because it's the most beautiful place in chicago but what i was saying is that's where i've had these short short but very good relationships a couple of at least maybe even three of them were someone i met there i mean just look, striking up a conversation before the before times of social social media and the changing world that we live in, not even the pandemic, 90% of the women that I dated, I met at late night bars. Mm-hmm. I met at Burton Place, which is right down the street, my ex-girlfriend there. That's how I met women because mm-hmm. I would be uh, at a late night bar already comfortable and I was kind of shy around women. So that's how I met women. I would go up to them. I'd have balls after a few drinks, late night bar. Yeah. But those days to me, it was over for a while. And I think now things are changing. But like, if you ever went up to a woman looking like me and be like, 90% they get, they're like, oh, get away from me. Like, we what just want to. What do you wanna, mean by that? I, th- I think it's like, a, it's like a creepy vibe thing that women don't like to be approached <laughs> by guys anymore. It's different. Well, I mean, if you're sure. Zach O'Ryan or Calvin Evans, they can do whatever the fuck they want. But yeah. if you did, if they didn't know you were a comedian and mm. you just went up there with no hat on, They'd be like, what are you doing? We're just we're just a couple of girls talking. I well, mean, I would that never do more. that. I would never of do that. Of course not. There is there has to be a little spark. So if there's just one moment where you make eye contact or you happen to be sitting next to each other or you know the same person or you're both talking to the bartender, like <laughs> you just need one little in and it's like give me an inch, I'll yeah. make it a mile. Because I just I I can uh let people know my vibe pretty quickly and they're either in or out. So especially if it's a place where it's not too loud, where they can hear you talk. Exactly. And that's why that's where you old town, uh, California Clipper also a green mill, obviously. And these are all jazz places. Oh God. (laughs) I love green mill though. It's such a beautiful place, but um, Oh yeah. I like a nice good looking bar with low lighting, low level music and low lighting is good cocktails. All those places have great. cocktails. I don't like, I don't like day drinking. One of the reasons is because then you can see how gray my hair is. And I'm like, ah, oh, this <laughs> you're, place you're sucks. really self-conscious here, Paul. You're a very good looking man. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, but it's the hair. But, um, it's funny because I've been so online dating and been so out of the loop on women that I did a show, uh, at Zany's on Monday. And I told my friend, our friend Jen, who's a bartender, yeah, her, she's like my it. good friend. Yep. I go, you're not going to believe what happened. Like after the show, these two women from PhD psychologists from Germany, were, I, I closed out the show, had a great set for once. And um, and uh, they're talking outside like, oh, we you know we're going to. I just want to get food. I was so hungry. Like, we don't know where to go. I'm like, oh, you guys should. I felt like dumb and dumb. I'm like, oh, you guys should go there. There's going to be a lot of good looking guys. Like, are you coming? I'm like, no, I got to. I gotta go home. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "You should check out." I'm telling them all these places. I'm like, "I'm like," and then uh, their Uber came, and I was like, "I was like, oh, I sh- this was like an opportunity that I fucked up. Like, we're only yeah. in town for one more day." Believe me, that's what I I made that mistake so many times in my 20s and 30s, where I was just like, "Oh, I was like too shy or like gun shy or like." Uh, 
hesitant at the last second where it's just like, I missed out on a lot of like cool connections I could have had. They were so cool. To, and, and I felt so now, bad. And now I feel like I'm making up for a lot of time where like, I get it now. <laughs> I wish I got it 15 yeah. years, 10 years ago. I did that. I went through a stage and then I, and when I was like that too, but it was funny. They were like quoting my jokes. They're like, you know, are you really, are you really half Muslim? Half I'm like, no, actually. And I started talking about the Baha'i temple. I'm like, you guys should go to the Baha'i temple. They're like, Oh, we're, we want to go. Oh, I was talking about all these things and they're like, can you, what, what's, and I was like, all right, well, good, have a good night. And I was like, wait, what am I fucking doing? They're two yeah. beautiful women. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> I think it's cause I'm so out of the loop in, in social skills and talking to people at bars after shows. Yeah. That's a real thing. Comedy makes you less, uh, uh, able to, to connect with people not like us. As some of you know, I am a germaphobe. I never leave my home without my sanitizer. And I'm also admitted hand sanitizer snob. I need the good smelling stuff, period. During the pandemic, I, like all of you, suffered through countless hand sanitizers, which smelled like tequila and diaper rash. Not to mention the sticky feeling some left while others would just stay slippery on your hands, no matter how little you used. Everyone hoarded the good stuff. Well... I finally discovered my match. And it's not just the good stuff. It's the best stuff. Emu hand sanitizer. The only hand sanitizer that feels good, smells good, and does good. With various smell flavors to choose from. Lemongrass, mint, ocean air, orange blossom, and my favorite, watermelon. Emu ends the days of horrible sanitizers with sticky or slippery residue. It actually smells amazing. I am not kidding you. I actually look forward to using it after shaking hands with people after shows or touching microphones from all these dirty comedians. Best of all, the bottles are TSA approved, so I can travel with them. And Emu gives back with every bottle. They give a percentage of their net profits to COVID research. So... Emu is the way to go. Check it out today, sprayemu.com, or go to their Instagram at sprayemu. Use singles only promo code for your discount today. Emu sanitizer. You will love it. That's the thing. And I think that, and I, th- I feel like last time I was on the show, you were saying that, like, I, I've dated comedians, female comedians, of course, and then. I, I think I always date comedy savvy people, which is why I have to meet yeah. people in person. Because if I went on, if I downloaded uh, Tinder or Bumble, out of the 1,000 women I would see on there, how many of them like to go to dive bars and like yeah. to go to comedy shows and like well, to they shoot have that. pool and play jazz? It's like I'm meeting the people that are in my circle. You so could... when I get to know them, I, we're already at stage two or three. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you're here and you know that person or you know that bartender, you're cool. Absolutely. We probably have a lot in common. And but you're going to go through that. You're going to go through all those people at some point. <laughs> no, that's, it's a big city, Paul. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it has boy. Happened, yeah. No, and it's uh, it's just fun to be like, oh, we yeah, the, I like these five things. If you like these five things, too, we're probably going to get along great. And if we don't end up falling in love, we'll be friends. <laughs> I'll, we'll go out on a few dates and then there's no it's a win-win feelings. yeah fun so that's my life like to if i like, put everything in a box that's exactly how i live and i honestly love it i think it's perfect and if one of these people ends up being someone that i would like to date and make serious then i won't, won't be single anymore well do and you want to do that do you want to no. you fashion yourself uh, to getting being a dad oh, one this day is, this is something i've been thinking about a lot lately because now i've been single but now i'm I feel like I'm actively single. It's like I'm open for dates. I'm open for meeting people. I'm open for anything. But the the now that I am out and, and meeting women and going on dates, the the sentence or, or the thing that I hate the most that everybody says is like, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. And then I, they'll say that to me and I'll be like, yeah, me neither. And then I'm just like, that was just like hot air. That is the most useless thing to say because you should never be looking for something serious yeah. right now. If you're doing that, you're a crazy person. Well, and I, you're probably going to be terrible on this because you're like, I'm looking for something serious right now. Oh, well, I think that you put, you, put un, you put pressure on a situation. You should that's never be looking for something 100%. serious, right? And you also should never not be. You have to just live. Like all our parents, anyone listening to your parents met, hopefully fell in love, had sex. It just is. Dallas. You know? <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not even What were you going to say about parents? Yeah, they didn't. Like, they, they, 
all like hopefully our everyone listening, our parents loved each other. It was supported. They had sex and made us. That's how that's life. Mm-hmm. But I bet you they were not out like I need to find my husband or wife or well, I need to find the love of my life. And if they were, that's a sad life, man. Like that's not the way you should live. You should live like I could I could leave this your apartment, your podcast studio, walk outside, meet a beautiful woman, go out for fucking lunch or dinner, whatever. What time is it? <laughs> I'm still drunk from last night. <laughs> I'm not a good stay away from me, ladies. I'm not good. But it could, you know it could I mean? turn it into could, a beautiful moment. Right. And it, it could, could turn into something long term. Whatever. And it's the, a connection. I guess the inverse of that is I could meet someone fall in love for a night with and then sleep with each other and neither of us ever speak to each other again. That's also okay. It's mm-hmm. this is all okay. And you should not put expectations on anything in your life and you'll be 100%. everyone will be so much happier. So when a woman says that to me, I almost, I just like roll my eyes and be like, okay, so that's like saying like, let's have sex tonight, but I'm gonna have sex with someone else this week, <laughs> or or I might, you know, or I want that. I don't want you to be mad if you find out that I do, and it's just like, I wish you didn't say that. I now the, all I think about is, that, and I'm yeah. in the exact same boat. Like that's an unneeded. If I'm not telling you that I love you and you're my girlfriend, you should be expecting us me to be out with other women, and I should be expecting you to be out with other men. Hundred percent. That's why that it's like it doesn't need to be said. It's a thing that everyone fucking, especially on the dating apps, they say they're like, "I'm looking for a long term." I'm like, they're like, "What are you looking for?" And I I always answer the same thing. I've said it on the podcast a thousand times. Like, I know what I don't want, and that's where I start. Like, I know I don't want. I don't want drama. I don't want, I'm not looking for something that's going to be uncomfortable. I want something that's, that puts me in the moment and enjoy myself. I want to make a connection with people. I'm not trying to get laid. I'm not trying to get a wife either. So it's just kind of like you start with what you don't want and then that's what it is. But if someone comes in like, this is what I want. I need to be in a relationship. I plan to be married in three years. It's like, you're, you're never going to be happy. But you say you don't want like a wife, like you, but if, what if you'd met the most perfect right. woman? If you met the most perfect woman, you'd ask her to marry It's a you. different, it's a different situation. It's, yeah. I'm not looking to get married. If it happens, it happens, but I'm right. not like, I'm not like, it's not something I want to do. It's not There's a short term goal. Sure. Yeah. Of course. That makes sense. I, I like just being, I, and maybe people listening might be like, that guy sounds like a fucking idiot. And maybe oh, you're they right. already are <laughs> you <laughs> to might, both of us. You might be, but like, this is, it's what works for me and it think like good things happen to me when I am at this energy level. Like I'll meet someone great that I never expected to meet. I, the, the last relationship I was in was like four months long and it ended. Be- she long story short, she was from another country and she went back to the country she's from and like we still mm-hmm. talk, but we're not together anymore. And it was beautiful. It was everything about her. I'd, I love everything about her. She's great. It Did ended she speak English. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd only ask because like, that's like your, that's your bread and butter. <laughs> like if I go out with a woman that she doesn't was, speak English well. She spoke Spanish okay. and, and English, and I also speak Spanish. So okay. we okay. got along great. Met her at Old Tenales. And but it that ended I knew there was a there was a shelf Expiration life. To it. Date. Right. And that was wonderful. I regret nothing. We still talk. But if I wasn't open and uh, honest and and with the energy of like I'll meet someone, whatever happens, happens, I would not have had that relationship. So I think that, like, if I had met her and be like, I'm looking for something serious, so you, I can't date you because you're going back. I'm leaving in two months. Or, yeah, it would have, yeah. there's it, no reason to say that. It's just, right. And it's, and then you limit yourself. Why limit yourself? With the, with the potential of people we could meet at any given moment, any given night, why would you limit that? I want to meet okay. everyone. I love talking. And that's and this is a complete sidebar. But some people are like, uh, you did a show in like rural and like where they were like Republicans or were they like Trump's force? I was like, fuck yeah, they were. And they yeah. were fun as shit. I had a great time. Like, I'm not going to talk to someone because of their politics or right. their religion or their culture. It's like, I want to meet every type of person on the planet Earth before I die. That would be great. I would love that. And comedy gives you that opportunity. Dating gives you that opportunity if you're open. And I love it. I've dated people from other countries. I've dated older women, younger women, yeah. people with kids, people without kids. It's like, like uh, people that don't, I disagree with on almost everything. It's like, it's fun. Yeah. If you agree on everything, what's the point? Like, what's the point? That's a, the girl that I've been seeing most recently said to me, <laughs> she's like, it's weird. We have so much in common. It's almost not good. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're kind of right, but I hate that. Cause that, you need something to have. Yeah. It just keeps it interesting. But yeah, when I, you're, when you're like 
compatible on everything, it's kind of hard. I wind up being friends with a lot of people that way. A lot of my female friends either were ex-flings or ex-girlfriends or whatever, which is fine. You dirty dog. You dirty doggy. <laughs> we are we're out of time. We went too long. I, f- I apologize, oh, Blake, shit. for taking your time. Oh, for, taking time day. out of your, I know we got. We didn't even get into the stuff I wanted to talk about, but we'll we'll do it again. We'll have you on. Have again me back. Soon. I'll be yeah. single for a while. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> He'll be our voice of non-reason uh, yeah. on all the time. Blake, uh, where can people find more about you other than at Old Town Alehouse? And uh, where 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 can people find your shows and stuff? Sure. If you're listening, I'm trying to be better at social media, and t- I suck at it. I put yeah, it out but Blake Burkhardt comedy is my Instagram. That's the one I'm gonna. No D. The, no D. Not the yeah. Not the German spelling. B U R K H A R. The Jewish spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Burkhardt. The comedy. Japanese spelling of, yeah. of Burkhardt. Um, so follow me there if you want. That's where I post my shows by the week. But again, I suck. I need I need like a talent manager. Some so I need someone to do it for me, which I, I think I'm gonna hire a social media manager, honestly, because I hate it. We'll I talk. I got some guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I just got hired to host every Tuesday night at the greatest club in the world, the Laugh Factory, Chicago, Belmont and Broadway. Every Tuesday at seven thirty, you'll see my show. I'm very proud of it. I think we're making Tuesdays like Tuesdays was already, by the way, uh I've t- I've told too many people this because now I can't get on there as much, but it's the f- most fun night of the week in Chicago to go see comedy because you have veterans working on new shit mm-hmm. and you've got up and coming comics. And I'm so glad you took over because so, they had I, it, difficulty I, with hosting for a while. There. I was asked to host once and I had a great time and I was like, I'll do this again. And I was given a few dates and then now it's seeming like more of a permanent thing. I don't want to jinx it, but I love the bartender Joe Luzel. I love Alex Clay's the manager and obviously Curtis Flagg, the greatest person I've ever met in my life. They do a great thing at Laugh Factory, and I'm very, very happy to have just gotten hired for that. And here's the thing: I work nine to five. Uh, if you happen to work nine to five, you're listening to this. You can be in. You can be out the door. Shows at seven thirty. Yeah, be out the door at nine thirty. Go home. You'll have a great time. Go you home. Do, watch some shows TV. Shows done by nine. Yeah, done by nine o'clock. Uh, get home reasonable. It's like I love it. It's for working people, and it's a it's the best show midweek. Speaking of midweek, every Wednesday night, uh, Timothy O'Toole's Community, Community Should show. Know. Great show. Eight o'clock. Best independent showcase I've ever seen or been a part of. I'm Agreed. lucky to work there too. And then every other night uh, is just a, it's Old a mixed bag. <laughs> Old Town House. Uh, Reggie's Rock Club, October 13th. I'm doing a show with uh, my friend Natalie Osmond produces it. I yeah. help her run that show. And uh, every other given week, I could be anywhere. But I perform every night almost in Chicago. So look me up and, and find me. I'd love to see see you at a show. <laughs> that's weird <laughs> all right thanks so much blake and thank you all for listening to another edition of singles only podcast I'm still